I don't want to hear your troubles, Adric. I want to hear about ducks. Two brain jackasses appear out of nowhere, and suddenly two podcasters are covering weird old cartoons. Spill it. What is this show? On twos? I was so hard to think of a response while you were saying it, and I just laughed. I, I wasn't gonna try and make a do a rip. redo the fucking theme song to this show. Oh my god, what a theme song! Uh, yeah, we could cover that real quick. Uh, we're we we watched Mighty Ducks, the cartoon, and it melted a fair portion of my brain. I had to work uh, so hard just to stay awake. It's it's a rough watch. It felt so a little bit like um, don't bother staying up after taking a quaalude where it just keeps getting worse and keeps getting worse. Right. Uh, so this intro song, it, it could have been for anything. Yeah. Like this show could have been literally anything as long as it was called Mighty Ducks and this fucking intro would have worked. <laughs> It's just like they, they don't do even shit. mention hockey. They do shit. The ducks yeah. and they do shit called the mighty ducks. Ducks rock. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird and bad and loud. And um, I did skip it the last episode that I watched. I didn't oh. skip it for the first two. Wow. All right, we're gonna have to cancel this whole record. Good. Yeah, so that you can go back and watch all three episodes of this again. I was going to say, don't threaten me with a good time, but <laughs> then it got worse. <laughs> but, yeah. Hmm. So this is a... Uh, it, it was part of the uh, Disney Saturday morning, uh, and it, it just was a, a show that they decided to uh, adapt off of the Mighty Ducks. Do you know why is, they decided that this is the thing they needed to capitalize on? I have. I mean, the Mighty Ducks was a really popular movie. I guess. But this has not even a... Like, they're in Anaheim, and they <laughs> play hockey sometimes. It's so specific, and yet so meaningless, every single thing that they do in this show. There's so... And there's so much that's happening. Yeah. And there's just so much shit. It reminded it's... me a lot of the Darkstalkers intro, where they just, like, slam you with characters and exposition. Oh, where they're just like, here's fucking eight characters. And guess what? They all come from goddamn space. They lived on a weird hockey planet. Hockey's, like, maybe their religion. I don't know. <laughs> uh... You know what else it felt like? It really... Th this intro really felt like... Um, uh, the like recap of of uh, of Scientology, of the like description oh, God. of uh, of all yeah, the, the Lord Zenu and the, yeah. the Thetans and all that. It yeah. seems extremely similar to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was the Disney afternoon, is when this aired on ABC. Great. Good for you, uh, Disney Afternoon. Yeah. And the so whole it's about the Mighty Ducks. The whole premise of the show, the whole freaking 
uh thing is is like clearly a a blatant thing to just introduce some additional um merchandising opportunities oh yeah they, they wanted toys reference that in the entire show in a way that is just like really insufferable yeah because they make a money-grubbing character who is the like um the guy shooting for merchandising of the superheroes in his own world and like is excited about the fact that this is like something that he can make money off of which is like kind of funny until you remember that this is disney producing this and literally like yeah so that it's is like what they, they're doing yeah they did that they did like, that haha <laughs> ha. cool look at us we're we're doing the thing haha ha. buy toys buy toys though like uh, don't forget to actually buy toys though yeah anyway so there's this spaceship kind of and you should fucking buy it exactly and that's the whole reason why they why they went to space i do love all of the the segments within the um the the show where they just like straight up cop um uh star wars music and star wars like um imagery imagery and and styling and blasters and uh villain choices and yeah it's like but they don't shoot lasers they shoot hockey pucks so it's different yeah, they shoot bolus the hockey pucks. <laughs> I swear, I'm fairly certain that I I mentioned it earlier. I think hockey is their religion. I think it is. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure they worship hockey. Hockey is like fucking the one guy says at some point, all things are possible with hockey, <laughs> and it's like, like what the duck. fuck is this? This show just has so many disparate elements that are just absolutely crammed together to make this gibberish. God. And it's just like it is insufferable all the way down. You know, it's it's one thing to watch a show that is like, you know, below budget and weird and bad, but like, you know, generally doing its best. And it is another thing to watch something that is like this corpo and like is miserable from its very conception because its conception does not exist to do anything but make money. Yeah. It's it's just poison. I hate So this let's show. get into the actual show. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so there's so, ducks. Yeah, we start off with these ducks and uh they're playing hockey. Uh they introduce all of the ducks all 12 ducks there yeah that's another thing with these types of shows is that there are so many fucking characters and it's so hard to keep their names i i should have um prefaced this in the beginning of the show but i will not be trying no i'm not gonna remember who any of these characters are if i if i remembered the names it's not like it would benefit anybody no none of our listeners i have i have a list of names here uh and throw it out who who played them and like what else they've done but i have throw no it away. visual it within my mind doesn't for matter who these characters are yeah okay so we got wild wing flashblade man who is voiced by ian Ziering, who we have another beverly hills 90210 alumni <laughs> oh, steve God. sanders on beverly hills 90210 good for you steve sanders Yep. 
uh nosedive flashblade who is voiced by steve mccall God, these names yeah they're they're all like weird duck puns too uh he from what i could find he mostly did like voiceover for commercials and he was best known as the voice of nbc's must see tv and he's marsupalama from the, the show marsupalama what is this it, it was a weird disney show from like way back in the day the um, marsupial llama yeah it kind of um i i always for some reason mix it and zubumafu up um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of the same thing or it's just like here's the guy he's a he's a weird animal i don't know what it is but uh that's know, not zubumafu at all just hang out with them zubumafu is great zubumafu is is the crap brothers and zubumafu is just is just the lemur that they hang out with sometimes Oh, all right. But I the, never watched it. Oh so. man, Zubumafu's dope. I would so much rather talk about Zubumafu than any of this horseshit. Like, well, we can't. We signed a contract with Disney that says we have to talk about these stupid fucking ducks. I tried to escape once again, and anyway, Disney's clutches reeled me. There back is in. no escape. We live <laughs> in the spiral. Um, <laughs> Duke Lorange. Oh my god, that is a good name. I do. That I is, did love that. That is a very legit name. And uh, and Duke Larange is is a funny character actually because he's like legitimately a villain who is on the duck side who is like, but in any other show would be a villain. Yeah, um. So he's voiced by Jeff Bennett, who was the voice of Johnny Bravo. That's funny too. And he's Dexter's dad in Dexter's Lab and yeah. Petrie in The Land Before Time films. Oh, interesting. I I, and, I didn't look up if he was in like all I think there are fourteen of those now. Petrie is the um pterodactyl, right? Yeah, the little pterodactyl. Yeah. Uh then we got Mallory McMallard. Classic. Which is that's a that's a mouthful. Voiced by Jennifer Hale. Who Whoa. Yeah, has the Guinness World Record as the most prolific voice game actress of all time. <laughs> She's in like uh, like Mass Effect and just like all kinds of shit. Yeah, and then this garbage also. Mm-hmm. Good good call on that one, Chief. Yep. Uh, then we have Tanya Vanderflock, who was the nerdy one. <laughs> Vanderflock. Uh, voiced by April Winchell. Who's another, she's one of those additional voices all over the place people. Yeah. And she was uh, Mrs. Herman in Roger Rabbit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Those additional voices things, it's always like, they'll have like one or two credits where it's just like, this thing's huge. Like, that's awesome. Do you feel like it's um it's like a choice that they're making? Because I could see some circumstances where... Being like a, a very flexible additional voice actor means that you have more, much more consistent work. Oh yeah. Like, well, um, and I think it's just a, just a result of auditioning a lot. Yeah. Like obviously you audition for your series regular things, but if you don't, then sometimes they're just like, yeah, you could. Here's a voice. Yeah, we need. Why somebody. not? We, yeah, we know you can do it. 
Then we've got Chuck Grin Hardwing. What is whose voice? Uh, that's the the big ah the Zen, one who just Zen dude ch- checks the whole team. Yeah, every time the uh the monk within the hockey religion. Yeah, uh, is voiced by Brad Garrett, who you might know as Robert Barone on Everybody Loves Raymond. I've never watched that show, and I never will. He's the the big guy. I I I don't know how you could have assumed that that would answer any questions for me, given what I just said about. He shows up on the posters and stuff. I I don't know anything about this show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving Sorry, on. I don't then. mean to be so antagonistic about Everybody Loves Raven. <laughs> I do think it's a bad show, though. I I didn't like it as a show, but I don't know. Maybe it it's it has as... a lot of funny voices. No, that's good. Uh, so, Kennard Thunderbeak, or Kennard Thunderbeak, uh, voiced by Townsend Coleman, who is Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Good for you. Good for you, Townsend uh, Coleman. Phil Palmfeather, who is the their like agent, the scumbag guy who's talking to the cop constantly. Yeah, the lawyer, lawyer yeah. agent. Anyway, that's voiced by Jim Belushi. Which what the hell? Which is like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most miserable character whose voice I want to hear the least. Right. <laughs> Let's give him uh, all the budget. And then we have Captain Cleghorn, who's the cop, who apparently shows up in, like, every episode. Is voiced by Dennis France. Good. Who seems to exclusively pay, play cops. Like, his biggest role was in uh, NYPD Blue, if I remember correctly. That sucks. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, he, he just plays cops. Imagine. The end. Play angry cop. The end. <laughs> what a career. Mm-hmm. And I guess the we can go through the villains too. Uh, Lord Dragonus, obviously Tim obviously. Curry. Obviously Tim Curry. Yep. Which Tim? Come on, man. You knew better than this. Tim's. Tim's a British voice actor, or a British actor. They take any role that is offered to them. That's honestly pretty true. Like. Uh, there is something that is that feels distinctly different about British acting culture compared to American. Where American acting culture, I feel like there is this sort of presumption that when you assume where a role, it's like, yeah, you'll ruin your whole career if you do this, right? But um, British actors, this is just a job, dude. Yeah, the one that I always think of is when they ask Alec, Alec Guinness about his role in Jaws 4, and they're like, did you see the movie? And he's like, I saw the house it bought me. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, just fucking go get the money. Get that money. Get that, do that uh, job. Make that horse shit. So then we have Siege, uh, who is one of the like henchmen, mm-hmm. who was voiced by Clancy Brown. Oh, weird. You might remember as Raiden in Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. I, I do remember that. I also remember so, now that um, yeah. I grew up, There's a, when I was growing up, there's a person in my neighborhood named Clancy Brown. Oh, weird. It's kind of funny. Well, if you need more information about him, uh, then you can march yourself back to the Mortal Kombat episode. 
and we'll wait here. Uh, let yep. this episode finish out. Yeah, you know the drill. While you're, yeah, yeah, do, download twice at least. Do that anyway. Uh, in fact, you don't need to. Yeah. Go back. Just like let it play out. Set up, uh, uh, like VPN so it changes your IP repeatedly, and create a macro using an auto clicker to repeatedly download these episodes. Do you think it would be illegal for Please us to publish you. that on our website and <laughs> not just, just like not just as suggest a program, it, but like make it available for our listeners? <laughs> yeah, for our three listeners to. <laughs> I mean, we're getting to like NFT type shit there where it's just like it's destroy the environment give us please fake listens yes yeah right, uh, then we got chameleon who's voiced by frank welker who i don't think at this point i need to go over he's yeah. scooby-doo he's, he's Scooby every animal and everything ever all right uh oh all right car was going off outside uh, then we have Wraith, who's like some kind of weird space wizard, who's voiced by Tony J, who's Frollo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And the only other character that we get to in this is Lucretia DeCoy. <laughs> Which the... is a legitimately kind of funny name. <laughs> it is weird. Um, yeah. I do like the name. I like the name. Uh, the character, not good. No. Um, she's voiced by Kathy Sosi? Saucy? S-O-U-C-I-E. Uh, she played the uh, Linka, the Russian girl in Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Oh, cool. And she was Lola Bunny in Space Jam. Oh, interesting. And she has a whole lot of credits as, as just like sexy cartoon lady good 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 man imagine still getting typecast as a voice actor right dang where it's just like oh yeah you've got a breathy voice you can play this sexy duck why not (laughs) do we have to talk about the plot now uh yeah you gotta realize listener the lore in this show is so deep and so pointless yeah and just none of it makes i like it makes linear sense but it just doesn't matter at all like like it's it's the equivalent of your like you sit down to play your first session and your DM spends the entire first session introducing like two hundred characters to you and oh yeah like, just being like well we're on this uh fucking continent and here are all of the cities that are in this continent and here's all the races that exist in this world here's, here's all the demographics and the politics yeah. and the and, and it's just like dude their primary export is corn i'm watching hockey playing ducks like you don't need to go this hard that's the other thing is they don't play a lot of hockey we watched three episodes and they played hockey like twice yeah they played hockey in the very first episode um, they drop us into Meteor's Rise. I, again, 
thankfully that's like a small gift that they did for us yeah and then um after that they they sort of go back and recap the the ducks yeah after that it's it's this whole story that's bookended or that's framed by jim belushi talking to uh fucking dennis france about they're playing a cop and a manager and it's really funny to me just listening to this cop talk about space ducks (laughs) <laughs> that that was probably my favorite part of this whole thing was every single time they come back and this, and this cop is like okay detective but- is just like but how did the how did the space ducks find their way to earth it's like, <laughs> fucking what it's extremely similar actually and it's in the the way that it sets up his storytelling to um the princess bride <laughs> yeah of, of the 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 shitty lawyer agent guy being like listen do you want to hear the story or not like yeah you gotta quit interrupting me as though this this cop is just like yeah uh, except instead of being like well except instead of being like a good story it's just him going back to like and they had some kind of like messiah duck who fucking (laughs) (laughs) saved their entire planet anyway here's his entire story (laughs) I know this is what you wanted right now. I know you wanted to hear about this duck. They had a statue of him. Anyway, they really liked hockey. <laughs> so, um. all right, we go to the... He starts covering, like, how they came to be, and we go see Duck Planet, which is covered in ice, so everyone ice skates everywhere, and hockey's their religion, I'm pretty sure. Um, I I do they, kind of like the the premise of it, it being a whole ice planet, and so everybody needs to skate around. Like, if they had kept it exactly there and then not talked about any of the other garbage, that would have been kind of like enough for me. You know, it's an ice planet; everybody skates around, and so as a result, hockey is like the cool thing to do. Yeah, but Call anyway, it. yeah. Well, the problem there is that we wouldn't get into the ancient war between ducks and dragons i guess which is what we're going after for this fucking show is that is that whole thing uh, i'm asking this question knowing you don't know the answer but is that whole thing just a play on the fact that ducks are drakes for the dragon yeah being the because both ducks are called drakes and dragons are also called drakes maybe i'm just gonna assume that they thought that a dragon would make a cool looking toy that's probably more likely yeah so there's a resistance to like this great space overlord called dragonus uh who launched like a military coup on the or like on on Puck more world. like an invasion because it's it's expensive. God, I forgot it's called Puck World. It's called Puck World, which does like how how fucking long have these fuckers been playing hockey since forever? It's their religion. Um, yeah. And there's this um, there's this moment in the beginning where they talk about the fact that the the mil the the duck military is still trying to like maintain <laughs> some control. So that's the the, the main 
the reason why there is a rebellion is because the duck military is holding has some like foothold which is like dear god <laughs> it's so fucking weird <laughs> i'm surprised so, they didn't go through the full chain of command and and like what happened to the duck president when the uh the military occupation took hold they like how yeah they, they like introduced them marching in a line for like being being captured being led off somewhere before so, one of the duck resistance members god it's all so right you know i could get weird. down with that like if, if this show was actually just dune but you replace the the <laughs> fremen with ducks and you replace the sand with ice and you replace the spice with hockey then it's like yeah all right, I, i'm kind of down with this yeah that would be kind of interesting and good but they, if they just uh, stayed in space, exactly. Just stay like in that's space. the problem: is that they they act like they're they're getting. So they introduce this to all this lore, which is effectively just setting up the reason for why the ducks exist. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles clearly did this the right way, where they're just like, oh, where they're like, just like, yeah, goop, they, they fell in some re- shit, yeah. yeah. But instead, <laughs> they create this this like fully extremely realized world for no reason because they then they because <laughs> they the whole abandoned premise it. Is, is to abandon it like from the very beginning yeah. they're like let me tell you why these ducks got here and so you know for the entire first episode that all of the the stuff that they're talking about will never come up again like oh. none of this matters at all, all right. the show has already told you this oh all right the show's transformers this is transformers with yeah. ducks yeah this is transformers with ducks. yeah like we established Cybertron, which is really cool, and then we just go to fucking Earth. Yep. Which and like sucks. I don't know, fight over cubes. And although they didn't even have a fucking MacGuffin in this thing, so it's just some I wish dragon asshole cubes. who's just like I'm gonna laser some cities. Yeah, and the dragon asshole, the the his whole premise in the beginning of the show is that uh, he just like is trying it is also damaged and is kind of terrified of the ducks and so is hiding for the first several episodes and that's the entire like beginning conceit of that side and so nobody's doing anything interesting it's just yeah yeah. so anyway the ducks blow up some shit on his yeah on the dragon spaceship and then uh they go away and their leader jumps out of the fucking spaceship so that they can lose mass and or lose some amount of mass that's not how any of this so works. that they can escape it is how it works adric <sighs> okay that's how physics works you can have you ducks lose weigh so much pounds. yeah these ducks these ducks are super massive objects each do one weighs hollow 400 000 pounds <laughs> they do they're birds do you think they're yeah if they're, they're like, like actual birds they have hollow bones like hollow how bones the fuck are they even feathers. playing hockey and not just getting their <laughs> shit wrecked <laughs> that would be so funny if the first time one of them got checked like all their bones it's just shattered. like ah! <laughs> Uh, the cowardice of this show knows no bounds. All right, so their leader jumps off the ship while they're escaping and gets launched into a fucking limbo between dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> but he hands off the the mask that's Which I is sort guess, of a MacGuffin. magical. Yeah, it's, I don't. It's so funny because it's like a it's like a Jason hockey mask, but <laughs> yeah. but with in the shape of a duck bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, god it's so it's so bad y'all like yeah 
it's I they they And that's the end of episode one. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> there are interesting things that you could do with it, and they just they refuse to at every turn. So anyway, episode two, they show up on Earth. Yeah. And the one thing that I liked was that human beings reacted to these anthropomorphic ducks. That was pretty good. In approximately the way that you would think that people would (laughs) react to anthropomorphic ducks. Because they're just like, oh, let's go to the mall. Because it's a fucking 90s show. Uh-huh. So, of course. The malls still exist. Yeah, the kids love the mall. <laughs> so, so they, like, go into a record store and everyone's just like, ah, what the fuck is happening? Why do you think that the ducks weren't equally terrified by seeing these fleshy abominations? I think it's because they have uh, developed space travel, so they probably are more accustomed with other uh, spacefaring beings. That makes sense. You know, they didn't freak out when they saw Dragonus. That's true. And so, but let's be clear, if you're a duck, like these these fleshy abominations are way weirder than Dragonus is. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're going to like a weird place. Again, they should have spent more time on this duck planet. Did they have mammals? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also that's uh that does bring me to one of my points. Uh I wanted to declare a moratorium on duck dick talk. Um we, I didn't we know start duck it. dicks are we know duck dicks are weird. And this show does get weirdly horny. So we're just gonna declare a complete moratorium on yeah. talking about duck dicks. Yeah, I I wasn't even going to bring it up. I was aware of it. It is sort of a uh the duck in the room, but Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nasty. No thank you. Yeah. Uh so then episode yeah. They go to the mall. They fucking uh everyone's scared of them. Uh, they mention that they like hockey and the guy who works at the record store is like, oh, you like hockey? And then takes them to the hockey stadium. They beat some, like, what looks like a biker gang turned hockey team. Yeah. Like, what are they doing there? Why are these the people who who'd give a shit about playing hockey? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they... They try and cheat, but then the ducks are like, oh, we'll we'll beat them, but we'll do it being good people. Uh, so then, of course, they uh, become the hockey team for the region because yep. for Anaheim, California. Yeah, because, <laughs> of course, they're amazing at hockey because it's their fucking religion. Also, very quickly, why is it? that in anaheim california everybody has brooklyn accents i don't know like these people who produce this are presumably from from anaheim or from from nearby anaheim california yeah yeah like they know how people speak all of the people who they hire to speak in this show also sound like this what's the what's the what why yeah there's really no explanation for it. Yeah. This is an alternate universe where 
for some reason, divergent evolution of language uh, produced a Brooklyn accent in Anaheim, <laughs> California. So anyway, they put a rider into their fucking contract that says that they get all the goddamn money in the world to make an enormous base underneath the hockey ring yeah, where what? they keep all of their huge toyetic vehicles. Amazing. And like guns that shoot hockey pucks and shit. So then they go off in their weird duck shaped tank. Uh and they they fight like a biker gang. And they win. Yeah. Obviously. I I this is the part where the whole like there's this weird dissonance between the reaction that people have at the beginning of this episode to ducks from space uh to later on in the episode i do feel like it captures very accurately the thing that people do which is that they think things are super super weird initially and then as soon as one person pretends that it's normal everyone else is like okay that's fine yeah i don't know i i just looking at this from the perspective of this biker gang where like you're trying to mug these two people and then fucking ducks in armor pile onto you with a fucking tank (laughs) one of them has a goddamn laser sword and they're like oh yeah we could take them we've got like bikes and chains and stuff and then they just start just launching wrecked. fucking pucks at you with guns. It's like, it is very Christ. strange in the show that everybody um, just sort of regards, initially regards the, uh, the, the ducks as though they're wearing Halloween costumes. And then um, immediately after that um, does not, does not continue to freak out once they realize that these are not in fact, uh, like the costumed folks but are are instead right alien they're ducks. actually yeah. yeah weird space ducks the other thing that this show really struggles with i think is that um everyone is uh it is to some degree rightfully like afraid of the ducks and the ducks never lose like at no point did i ever feel like there was any any chance of any the ducks risk being conquered of yeah not yeah I mean, I think part of that is just you watching it as a grown adult and knowing that this is a children's cartoon show and it's just Transformers and they're just going to beat up the bad guys. Right. So they take out that biker gang and then they find two ninjas with a fucking laser trying to (laughs) bore a hole into a goddamn (laughs) bank vault. (laughs) Which, from this... What um what era and time do you think that this actually takes place in? I don't, don't. We don't talk about that, but this is maybe far future, and we've completely wrapped around to the '90s because, as we've discussed many times, uh, time is a is a hell spiral. Doesn't their manager have like? I don't know if they showed him with an '80s cell phone at any point, but I imagine him having one. That's certainly true. He has the um, <laughs> he has the shitty '80s suit and ponytail look oh yeah and i say this as somebody who has a ponytail it is not a good look (laughs) uh so they beat the ninjas and then they come back and uh find out that 
Lord Dragonus has got a base on Earth or something. And they go fight Lord Dragonus. The guy puts on the mask. Mm-hmm. And then they come back. And then uh, the cop who they were talking about does not, at the end of the episode, believe or the, the framing device where it's Jim Belushi talking to this cop. The cop does not believe that these alien fucking ducks from space that are a hockey team are the same people oh, that's right <laughs> as this vigilante duck team that is hockey themed and fucking like they have to have find like they must have found like 30 fucking hockey pucks at every single site of a mugging <laughs> that's been stopped by this team yeah um it's it's really just the the whole the whole characterization here is is an absolute joke and and makes no sense and i don't know i i'm just i i am so defeated by the internal logic of this show that yeah to, you know draw any further lines feels like i'm making my own mistake so anyway then we get to episode 3 uh which is entitled a traitor among us uh but <laughs> i'm going to retitle that among us. uh ducks get horny yeah, this is a rough one. <laughs> this is—it's so—it's it, so weird. So like, Dragonus has a a sexy duck show yeah. up and infiltrate their team. Yeah, and this is you decoy, have, by the way, which is why the name is kind of funny. Oh yeah. You have like the the manager. This was the part where they were talking a lot about um the like tie-ins and stuff like that. Yeah. And the manager seems to think that he is going to make so much money off of like fast food tie-ins for a sexy duck. <laughs> Which was the styling of the 90s. So, like, you, can you blame him? Yeah, I don't... It's... Uh, yeah. Like, it's just you, so you weird. You say that as that though it's just, unrealistic. Like, However, the 90s. Just Jim Belushi being like, look, these kids are going to be so horny for this duck, they're going to buy all of these toys. <laughs> okay, they did, they did do that with... Um, what what was uh with a, a bunny character and with um Lola Bunny? Yeah. What's the, the Jessica Rabbit? Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like they, this is an art right. <laughs> but I don't I don't know that Jessica Rabbit was like one that sold a whole bunch of merchandise. I think that basically just translated into people making Rule thirty four stuff past the dawn of the internet that's probably true anyway these ducks are just yeah so uh she tries to like get them to go away by saying that she's hungry and the the two idiot ducks are 
fighting over her. Uh, so they go and make food and like they just put a bunch of garbage in a blender yeah and they're like this will impress her (sighs) that's how you get women (laughs) you go throw all the food in your fucking kitchen into a blender and go like here you go uh my milkshake brings all the there's a joke there i don't know yeah (laughs) <laughs> brings all the ducks to the yard why is she working for draconis do we have um the good didn't, understanding didn't like draconis have her family or something like that yeah i don't know it wasn't completely clear i did want to mention though uh how disappointed i am in now we've watched we've watched two duck shows and like obviously there are a whole bunch of anthropomorphic duck shows that exist in the disney canon right and I'm disappointed that, you know how, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they love pizza. Right. That's their whole jam. Yeah. And that's based off of absolutely nothing. Right. We know ducks like bread. Why is that not, like, their thing? Um, Because nobody wanted to have a good time. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. I just... I, I see these like group shots of all the mighty ducks together and just imagine them like going to the duck pond and some old lady <laughs> is just handing them bread and they're like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is fucking <laughs> rules. This yeah. Is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh. Yeah. If they, if old, they just like lost God, their the shit every time. Be such a good character too. Yeah. Like just having that be their, their link into the human world. Oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed Instead now. of the shit-ass manager. Instead of the freaking Disney lawyer write-in. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Man, I'm, I'm pissed now. That could have been so good. Yep. So, uh, Horny Duck uh, kidnaps Science Duck mm-hmm. and then sets up a bomb in the duck ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, manager finds the Science Duck uh they horny duck traps all the rest of them in a big tube and starts filling it with water which they're ducks dude i mean fine for a while yeah they can't breathe water i think the point was to like (laughs) drown the ducks (laughs) drown them at the end of it which is pretty gruesome it's pretty gruesome honestly yeah, death by drowning would be a, a wild, wild thing to happen to these ducks. Yeah. Uh, manager frees the science duck. Science duck dicks around a whole bunch and then winds up just shooting the side of the thing with a gun. Yeah. I hate I hate that the um the, the manager gets to do anything in this show. I a, Yeah. I hate that he's a character. I hate, I hate this show. It. I hate this like, show. This show sucks. Just put it put it right out there. This is like if Transformers just didn't make any fucking sense and it had all these ducks and it was weirdly horny. Blows. Uh, so, yeah, then the uh, Draconis sends Horny Duck off to the same limbo dimension that their leader was in. I assume... Uh, 
later they come back and they you know the two of them have kids or something presumably i i assume the show has deep lore yeah i don't want to hear any of it don't God, at me they're what are the odds that they made like comic books based on this? Man, don't 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 say that. It's been been going for like thirty years. Gross. <laughs> uh, so they beat the crap out of Draconis, and then uh, they go back, and it turns out that one of the ducks that was already on the team, guess what? She's sexy. Yeah. Um, but Surprise. then the the two ducks that were fighting over Horny Duck are like, no, we shouldn't fight. Let's go make garbage food again for ourselves this time. Which is a legitimately good thing to take away from that situation. Make friends, make food for your buddies. Mm Mm-hmm. Will, did you feel like there was anything redeeming out of this show? God, not really. Like, some of the shows, some of these, the terrible shows that we've watched, uh, I feel like they've still been able to have, like, I don't know, some interesting artistic output. But this one is unique in that it is both um, garbage and terrible, but still clearly had a budget and used that to just make poison. Like, there's so much going on, but it's also just nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the animation's good. Like, it's just, you know, Disney afternoon-style animation. It could just be Darkwing Duck. Like, it's... So it's, like, good, but it's it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. There were a lot of, like, really weird CG things in here, too. Uh, in particular, there was a wipe that they kept using that's just, like a hockey stick hitting a puck into the screen that was a a really weird transition um oh we didn't talk about the time that they threw that that absolutely wild 3d in there what was up with that where they had you that mean, like the ship rotating oh yeah that was i think that whack. i think that was just like they wanted to do some 3d stuff yeah it looked like complete garbo yeah yeah it's it's so weird and yeah yeah shows from 1996 the mighty ducks don't watch it it's on disney plus don't even think about watching it i subscribe to disney plus to watch this what a mistake and that is yeah pretty you should just watch the trailer mache. yeah <laughs> um, oh uh the main theme that song that we talked about uh performed by the vocalist of jefferson starship mickey thomas which it is kind of just it it has that feeling of like yeah, I came in here. Give me money. What's this about ducks? All right, all right. Let's let's. I can go. jam about ducks Fuck for thirty it. minutes. Let's hear it for the mighty ducks. <laughs> the end. I want to hear that playing in a dive bar sometime. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just like somehow sneak it on and see if people notice that it's. <laughs> I'm, 
I would have been so much happier with the theme if it was like oddly specific, like those themes where it's just like they came from space, they lived on Puck World. <laughs> just... That is where we should have gotten the entire world that's of full ex- of ice our exhibition or our exposition. Hockey is their religion. That'd be so much better. <laughs> yeah, but instead. Can we get a remake of this show that's just, <laughs> like, way too adult? Oh, God, no. Shut up. Don't, don't will this into existence. I don't I don't mean in, like, a horny way, but in, like... You watch the show. You know what they would do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you got a... Uh, you got a, a numerical review for this one? Um... one empty Anaheim hockey stadium all right I'll I'll go with one horrified uh record store worker who gets (laughs) excited about hockey immediately when it's mentioned despite the presence of fucking space ducks I get it the people who love hockey in Anaheim yeah, desperate. Anaheim, California. Everyone fucking loves hockey <laughs> for, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, but that brings us to the end, which means it's time for age request. Free me from this prison. I'm still looking up what the shows were <laughs> that, that we're going to. I can keep going. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. What do you What do you got? All right. Uh, having slain all of the ducks, Adric sits in a pool of blood in the middle of a weird zamboni. <laughs> I, I guess that ship was maybe supposed to be shaped like a zamboni. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, spaceship knowing not where he should go trying to control trying to use the controls he realizes that he has no means by which to actually control this ship come to crash it into the sun me with it crashes on to a strange planet with that looks kind of like it's probably dune but <laughs> not <laughs> I have no clue what this thing we're watching next is. It's Gandahar. <laughs> um, uh, what I got from it is that it kind of wants to be Hayao Miyazaki, but we somehow way weirder. Yeah, and I'm hyped. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, next week we're doing uh, Gandahar, which is done. It's the dude that did Fantastic Planet. So look forward to it. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're on Pod on Twitter.com. Our website is ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. 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 Good night.